Zastrovia. I'm Grant. I'm Danielle. And this is the Sassy Glass Podcast. And today we're drinking vodka. Although I don't think this one is from Russia. Zastrovia, y'all? In each episode, we'll explore the way that your glassware impacts your drinking experience. Whether it be spirits, beers, or wine. Because in our experience, glassware makes a huge splash. Grant is a bit more seasoned with describing his palate. Danielle is just a bit newer to the game. This game is meant for anyone and everyone. And we hope you play along. Responsibly. At home. Welcome to the Sassy Glass Podcast. All right, so what are we drinking today? So, Danielle, today we are drinking Tito's Handmade Vodka. And as we said, this is not a Russian vodka. This is from Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I used to live there. Old, old stomping grounds. The person who created Tito's, his name was Bert, but everyone called him Tito. And he had quite an interesting career history. He was a geologist. And then after a while, he decided that he was going to try his hand in the mortgage industry. So he did that for a while. And for fun, he used to make his friends flavored vodkas for like Christmas and holidays and birthdays and things like that. And these are calling him the vodka guy. I mean, you kind of have to go with what you're called to. Yeah, I mean, there are worse things that your friends could call you, I suppose. Uh, so in the 90s, he decided, maybe I'll actually figure out how to distill vodka. And so he did. Took about eight years for the business to get up and running off the ground, but he did make all of them by hand. He hand bottled, he hand labeled everything. And so that's why we call it Tito's Handmade vodka. It's distilled by Fifth Generation Inc. and that is the original distiller on the same location that it started as. That's fantastic. Having lived in Austin, I love this is a family-owned dynasty mm. of vodka. I also love that like like a lot of vodkas, you can distill it from several different things, whether it's starchy potatoes or fruits or you know, wine remnants or anything like that. But this vodka is distilled from corn, sort of a shared uh, lineage as like bourbon. Right. And because it's distilled six times, it's just you're, you're refining and you're refining and you're refining. All those long sugars are then just becoming better flavor components of the vodka. So it shouldn't have a corn flavor per se. No. The distillate continues to refine and get into smaller and smaller chunks. Oh, okay. So this is a vodka that is worth everyone's consideration. Yeah. Because it's from corn, for example, this is actually gluten-free. Awesome. So, Danielle, what glassware are we using today? We have a selection of five. We're going to start with the thistle dram glass, similar to the flower part of a thistle. Got a bowl or a bulb at the bottom, and then it flutes out at the top. Sort of a mini hurricane glass. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to move on to the tiku taster, which has a bowl at the bottom and then it has a much more narrow chimney or fluting a little bit shorter fluting kind of a squat flat glass uh we are going to try the rocks glass or the lowball glass again very tall flat walls and a round glass more of your standard bar glass because vodka is common for martinis, we are also going to be doing this in a martini glass. Ours are 
not stemmed. They have a nice heavy foot on the bottom because um, I'm clumsy. It's a solid glass with lovely angles. <laughs> and then we're going to finish our five with the Glencairn glass. Traditionally for whiskey, scotches, things like that. Sort of a round bulb. Tulip shaped. Which comes together to the nose, just bring all that flavor right up front. But we do enjoy other spirits in this one. We are doing this tasting again at room temperature. We're not doing it on ice, not chilled, anything like that. Just straight up neat pours of room temperature Tito's vodka. And for those of you playing along at home, whatever glassware you have available to find different aspects of the spirit, is that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not really a wrong answer. These are just the five that we've chosen today for our own palettes and our own variety. But if you have, you know, a pint glass or just a shot glass, whatever it is, anything that you have available to bring out a different aromatic, a different flavor, a different sweetness, whatever you have available is a-okay. Mm -hmm. All of it's valid. Yeah, just try try some stuff. All right, let's get into it. to fight for that one a little bit. Oh, I was going slow. And we call that drink porn. Mm. All right, so we're starting with that thistle dram. Cheers, y'all. So as always, those of you playing at home, we're agitating, we're smelling, we're aerating, just to try to get as much as we can out of this spirit, whether it's a, a bitterness, a sweetness, a dryness, um, an acid, some kind of fragrant perfume, lots of different things happening. But with this one in particular, I feel like there's, there's a bite on the sip for sure, mm. but yes. there's also sort of like this like a pleasant grassy note on the nose. Yeah, with this glass, it can be sometimes challenging to get a good nose on a drink. You have to really get in there. I will say a lot of times vodka has like a very like intense, acrid, rubbing alcohol kind of a smell to yeah. it. And this does not have that. Yeah, I was gonna say that the, the acetone that some vodkas can have, this one definitely does not mm -hmm. have. This is quite pleasant. This kind of has some citrus notes in it. Definitely. It might be like the pith side of citrus for me. A little more on the slightly bitter side. The rind. Mm. The rind of a lemon or a grapefruit is sort of where this one's landing for me. And not a lime. It's not that level of like pungent. Mm. But like if you had a little bit of like a slice of lemon and got a little bit of pith with it, the pith note is where I'm getting here. So it's kind of intense, really acidic, like that citric acid is present. And I'm not getting so much of that. Um, it's a little sweet for me. Well, there's a sweetness to it. That's sort of where the grassy note comes in for me. It's almost like a basil. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like really sweet. It's little, just it's like it's like fragrant sweet. Slightly herbaceous. Yeah. Yeah, I follow with that. I, I will say for a couple of non-vodka drinkers. Yeah, vodka's um, not been our thing. I'm I'm not typically a vodka person, just because 
It doesn't have a lot of things that appeal to me. I look for something with sort of an intensity that vodka's never given me, where vodka can feel sterile at times. Oh, so, yeah. Sort of the isopropyl mm. kind of like acetone place is yeah. how I feel about a lot of vodkas, but I'm trying to come around on that opinion. It helps that we went to a local distillery and tried some really nice vodka, and as a result, we are now going back and trying all of the other vodkas. And I feel like I have a, I have a new appreciation for having tried a new vodka in a new glass. I was very sort of anti-vodka for a long time. Very anti-vodka. <laughs> but I'm now changing that too. Mm -hmm. So I like this. I almost get sort of like a lemongrassy note. Yeah, I think lemongrass hits a bit better for me than the grassy note or the lemon pith. It's, it is. Well, it's, it's like that there's a slight bitterness, but it's very, very like spring onion, lemongrass, savory kind of a sweet. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I like that. If we move on now to the Tiku glass, which is a very much wider aperture overall. Ooh. Much more rubbing alcohol on the nose. Uh, that feels actually earthier for me. I'm getting I think it depends on how much into the glass I'm getting. There's almost like a mint to that. Yeah, if I don't go into the glass too much, okay i'd say for me vodka is one that i really don't like to agitate in the glass and swirl around it it kicks up a bit too much of the ethanol for me typically and it it's not as pleasant on the nose well and for me i feel like i get more out of it if i agitate it a little bit and that's where again with this game it's very much a uh, choose your own adventure whatever your palate drives you to do is very much the right decision so for me agitating it gives me more variety of what's there and for you it feels like it just unsettles you yeah it it makes it a bit too when you think of vodka and there's probably a smell associated with that it gives me a bit more of that i i do think that in the tiku glass there is more of that like aromatic element mm. that's present relative to the thistle i think that that's more of a that you get more of that ethanol sensation just just on smelling it the taste not as much mm -mm. but on the on the smell alone on the nose yeah on the nose on drinking it actually flavor wise for me it's a lot more botanical it hits a lot closer to a gin it feels much more like a gin in that glass mm -hmm. yeah i am more drawn to the finish in that glass versus the thistle it lingers in a nicer way it lingers in that botanical way like mm -hmm. you were just saying mm -hmm. It has a little bit of like a, like a flourish at the end, almost. And when we say that it has sort of a gin flavor, we're not talking that like Christmas tree, heavy juniper, piney flavor. Oh, no, not at all. It's, it's all of the other things that go into a gin. When you're dealing with like herbs, like fresh herbs, that end of the gin spectrum is more where that's at, which is lovely to find in a vodka. Yeah, very. All right, moving on to our rocks glass, our lowball glass. Our favorite. <laughs> Here we go. Now that is straight isopropyl. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, you have to get in there a lot more to find it, but yeah. Again, because this is just wide open, straight walls, the aromatics have no place to kind of, they're not really bouncing off in the same way, they're just leaving the glass. This might seem weird. If there was no sugar in Sprite and it was all made of acid, that's what that tastes like. There, There is sort of a lemon-lime flavor in there, but it's like the bitter side of that. It's lemon-lime. It's so acrid, I don't know where to find the joy in it. Okay. I'm not quite there. I find it a lot nicer than you do. I prefer this over a whiskey in this glass, for example. Sure. Definitely has that lemon-lime flavor. You're spot on with that. Uh, for me, it's kind of like if you've ever had like a fountain drink and oh, the like syrup... No, the syrup is starting to run out. Oh, oh So okay. it's a little bit too much of the carbonation, and it has that carbonated flavor. Well, you, you have that dryness. Yeah. That soda water. Yeah, Doesn't soda. have flavor. It doesn't have sweetness. A lemon-lime adjacent soda water. No, I, I, I like where you've taken that. It's almost like you've gotten... It's like a tonic. It tastes kind of no. like tonic water. Yeah, and that's where I was headed. It was like it was like okay, you've gotten me to a lemon lime tonic, but even that's it, it's slightly off balance. I will say, my parents when I was growing up liked vodka, and they liked to drink it on the rocks with a little like a lemon wedge or something. Really, really simple cocktail kind of thing. It is three elements. I mean, okay. But as as a teenager, I thought they were sociopaths because it was just so disgusting to me. I couldn't fathom it. This makes me understand why they did that because this with a little bit more lemon, maybe on the rocks, could be just really lovely. This is not a well vodka. No, this is overall. This is not a well vodka. This, this is a nice vodka. Yeah, we're talking about the things that we like and we don't like, but if this was not a good vodka, or if this was just a straight well vodka, I don't think we'd be able to sip it out of most of these. No, well, and, and that's why I think that the quality level of this, I think, is what stands out, because even in a glass we don't appreciate generally. Mm -hmm. There are so many things to appreciate about it. I can sit here and criticize it in like a lemon-lime tonic kind of a way, mm -hmm. but also be saying, I still want to go back for more. Yeah, it's not a criticism in a way that is, I don't want that. It's very much a, that's an interesting thing. Maybe it's not my flavor profile that I prefer. For this, yeah, for the, for the glass, I might not go back. But there's something to it. But there's something to the spirit that draws me in again. Mm -hmm. Because the quality hasn't dropped. It's it's more like we're getting like a different, we're getting a different EQ of each glass of the spirit and mm -hmm. I love that part of it. Yeah. Because I feel like we're discovering something different every time. Well, and that was really what Tito set out to do when he decided he was going to distill vodka and not just flavored vodkas like he did for his friends, but his own vodka is that he wanted something that could be sipped and enjoyed no matter how it's taken in. And I mean, three glasses in, I think that so far we're doing pretty good for that. According to the legend of Cheeto. <laughs> Moving on to the martini glass. This is the footed martini because we like to, you know, not get in too much trouble by breaking glasses all the time. We also have a martini glass that's slightly more than 45. We are 
It's a little more up. It's a tall one. And I think that that works for us as people. Uh, I just feel like if you wanted to agitate it, you could in this glass. To each their own. Cheers. You really have to angle this one to get much out of the nose. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of that citrus that we had before, like that lemon-lime. It's, it's more lemon for me, but it's very light. It's very sweet mm -hmm. on the nose. It, it brings me back to a gin place, tasting it. Um, it's got a lot more of that herbaceousness. It's got some earthiness to it. There is some of that citrus there as well, but more the herbaceousness is coming back in this one. And for me, it's it's the finish. The finish is what reminds me so much of gin because of the complexity, mm -hmm. because you have so many botanicals that are involved that tend to be herb-based or spice-based. This has a lovely complexity to it, considering it's corn. The distillate has developed a, a character that has a lovely herbaceousness or a spiciness to it. Mm -hmm. And probably the, the fact that it is corn is where we're getting some of that, like the earthiness, because mm -hmm. you know corn kind of has that very specific. And if I think about that and I go back and I taste the ones that have that earthy quality, that herbaceous quality, mm -hmm. I, I do kind of find corn in that a little bit more. That's the, the beauty of of distilling things because it's like it's taking one thing that's lovely on its own corn is fantastic but it takes it and we're just going to break it down to its like component parts and make something different which takes us on the journey yeah speaking of let's move on now to our good friend the glen cairn again traditionally more for whiskey but mm -hmm. in this instance with vodka cheers on the nose, that's way softer. It's almost like you you, you like you took a velvet to the last one. Mm, oh, yeah. You spritzed some velvet with that citrus note. Mm. And now it's just like, it's fragrant, it's more perfumey, it's present, but nowhere near as sharp. It feels very balanced in that glass. Oh, I don't, oh no. I don't get... <laughs> That drinks like a lovely scotch. Mm, yeah. Not flavor, but like the arc of the drink mm -hmm. is very similar. So, yeah. you, so you have sort of a little bit of a spice in the nose. You have this lovely acidicness in the middle, but then the finish is so elegant. Mm, yeah, it tapers off in a really lovely way. The back end sort of being this arc of citric sweet and then at the very end sort of a, a floral note but not like a not an in-your-face one but just a very like honeysuckle place that's quite lovely i did not expect that especially because of the last four we were having more of that harder acidic and more intense herb note yeah in in, in different balances that's that's a lovely, different experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's for me where that one feels a bit more balanced. It doesn't have a lot of the same, like the bite is softened. It's not very herbaceous. It just has like 
you get just enough of all of those elements in that glass. It's a very corners tucked kind of experience relative to the other four. Mm -hmm. On that note, I've got a curveball for us. Okay. A bit more of a traditional glass shape, a little bit smaller for how vodka is traditionally consumed in Russia. I've got a double shot glass. Oh, so we do get to validate our cheers earlier. We do. Wow. Another uh, kind of fun thing that I learned about Tito's and how it was created at the time, mid-90s, mind you, we didn't have Google. You couldn't just go out to the internet and say, how do I set up a still? How do stills work? Tito would go to the library and he'd look at old newspaper photos, encyclopedias and things like that, at what stills looked like before Prohibition. Dewey Decimal, baby. And then he built one based off of photos of pre-Prohibition stills. He said he was a geologist, but he's an engineer. Oh, fully. He figured it out. Uh, which, again, is also part of why he set this up in like a shed or a shack near his property or on his property. Austin is not huge. It's just like the ultimate, I want to do a thing. And he did a thing. He did a thing. And it's he excellent. Some, he did some great things. So now in the double shot glass, Zastrovia. Oh. On the nose, that is delightful. Like, I haven't even tasted it yet. It's it's very I... muted on the nose. It doesn't, it's not a, like, heavy alcohol flavor. I am quite uh, surprised and enamored by that smell. Enamored, wow. Uh, that is not a word that I was prepared to say today. Especially about vodka. This is not a preferred glass of wine. No, in fact, we... We have these glasses more just to have our bases covered for guests and other people. This is a morbid curiosity glass, and I am wrestling with that. <laughs> okay, I haven't tasted this yet. Where we went with the Glencairn, where there was a more balance of the herbaceousness and the citrus and the sweetness and sort of the, the overall arc of the drink. Uh -huh. I'm getting all of that in this glass. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised by that. It comes across as all of those things for me, just a bit more palatable, a little less in your face. Yes, and I'm not sure if it's just the distance because we haven't filled the glasses very far, but like the concentration just on their own is lovely. And tasting it, I'm getting everything I got in the Glencairn and then some. It's almost like there's a, a seasonsness to it. Kind of like it's peppered. Yeah, I'm not sure it's pepper, but it's like there there is another element. There is definitely like a spiced element to that. It's definitely got like fresh cracked pepper for me. I'm not sure where that lands yet, but pepper, pepper, pepper's a good call. Mm. I also have a curveball for us. I went the other direction actually. Okay. So you went more narrow and straighter, and I went. As round as could be. Oh, okay. Our Belgian taster. Our little Belgian taster. That does interesting things in the bouquet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I almost get like a licorice note on that. I can see that. Oh. 
I don't think I like that one. <laughs> so like a black licorice with salt. Got it. Yeah, I'm sure people will like that. It's just, I'm not one of them. It's not quite black licorice for me. I don't know what it is, but that was a very visceral reaction I had. And I'm a little bit worried about trying it again. Very ethanol on the nose, very citrusy, cleaner product on the nose for me. Like when I said licorice, it's like licorice, but there's lemon involved. And that might seem gross, but it's still the same spirit. Yeah. It's still it's still like a good vodka. I'm not sure that that's where I want to land. I think that flavor has its merits, but in that glass, um, I'm just, I'm not the target audience for this vodka in that glass. And that's part of what, like, if you look at these glasses as we have gone through them tonight, we're, we're looking for variety. Mm -hmm. We're looking for how does each glass interact with the spirit? What does it bring out in the spirit? And that's true whether it's a spirit, a beer, a wine, no matter what it is. I think we've done a good job of finding the spectrum here. Yeah, we've got a nice variety. There's a lot of variety. Just to kind of loop back to this glass has a decent flavor. It's just not one that I particularly care for. And this is the, the Belgian yeah, the Belgian sampler. But I do quite like this vodka in some of the other glasses. So if my only experience with this vodka, having it neat or something like that, was in this glass, my experience would be tainted. Um, so coming back and trying it in other glasses is doing something for me where it's opening me up to this particular spirit. Mm -hmm. So even if it's one that you've tried and you didn't care for, Maybe come back to it and try some other glasses. The context in which we try things influences our experience. Where it's figuring out, hey, I tried this in this situation. I tried this at a bar and I was already like three shoots to the wind and I don't remember it, but it happens to remind me of that experience. Maybe try that in a different glass. Try it in a different situation. Yeah. I don't drink very many cocktails in a martini glass. Mm. But I am open to trying any cocktail or any spirit in a martini glass because I'm open to the experience that it might open me up to. For some spirits, for some drinks, that's the right call for me. But I have to actually open myself up to that idea. And so at this point in the game, Danielle and I are both trying to figure out which of these seven glasses are our sassy glass which one speaks to us the most. And we're both smelling and drinking and agitating and trying different versions of the spirit just to see which one is the most influential on us. I think I have mine. I'm down to two. I'm using others to try. but the smell does matter to me. Danielle, what is your sassy glass? My sassy glass for Tito's will probably not be super surprising because it's the Tiku. I will say the Tiku taster has been wildly reliable for us. Yeah, we really like this one with the 
clear spirits. So we've got your gin, your vodka, sometimes like a white rum is really nice in this glass. I, I stand by it. It's got a really nice balance for me. It's got a nice bite, nice uh, pepperiness to it. It's not overly sweet, but it also doesn't have that ethanol, gasoline kind of smell or aftertaste to it. It lingers really nice. That is uh, my third place, actually. Oh, okay. Well, and I'm saying that because Tiku for me is a very reliable, clear spirit glass. Mm. My second place was actually the double shot glass. This time. Oh, second place. Okay. Second place. Wow. Which is, again, still a surprise. So, which of the remaining glasses then is your sassy glass? So obviously, it's the rocks glass. Oh no. I live for just that face. <laughs> for my sassy glass, I actually am gonna go with the Glen Cairn. I'm surprised at myself. I'm not. No? Why not? The Glen Cairn is in the same way that the Tiku is a reliable glass, the Glen Cairn is also a reliable glass. True. And it did have really lovely expression of some of those botanicals. I think for me, the the difference in the flavor palette was the, it was the most outstanding relative to the other glasses. I loved the intensity in the double shot glass. I loved that I got a different, a different balance of the acid and the floral notes, which I wasn't getting from others. But I think from like a drinker's perspective, like, like from from sip to swallow, the Glencairn just delivered on every single aspect of the drink. So for me, with the double shot glass, there was a lovely intensity. I can see why this is a standby for vodka. Um, but for my experience, the Glencairn just brought me more of the experience I was craving from a single spirit. Well, we've both gone for Old Faithfuls and Old Reliables. We hope you had a good tasting and that you learned something today. Let us know in the comments what your sassy glass was. Thanks for having a drink with us. Responsibly. And stay sassy. Zastrovia!